Would you pray with me? Heavenly Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time in worship, this time that we have sang songs to glorify your name. And I pray, Lord Jesus, that as we take a few minutes to open up the word, that God, this night would end with each person that's here and those that are watching, it would end knowing that we do have complete hope and victory in the name of Jesus, we pray. And let all God's people say amen and amen. Praise the Lord. I'm reading out of Lamentations chapter 3. Uh, you don't have to turn there, but if you'd like to turn there, you can. But I'm just going to read a few verses, and I want to talk about hope for tomorrow. That's my title, Hope for Tomorrow, because I know a lot of times Sunday feels good, but then tomorrow comes and you may, you may not feel the same way, maybe because of just where you are at on your job or stuff that's going on in your home or things that, you, that you're facing just financially or things that you're facing physically or just stuff that's going on. Anybody got stuff going on? Can I get an amen? Can I get a word? Can I get a yes? Can I, can I, get, can I get a say that? You know, but I just need to make sure that I'm speaking to people that know that sometimes it just feels hopeless. It just feels like I don't know where I'm going to go next. And I know there might be some people here that might feel stuck. It might feel like, man, every, every time I, I try to get a little further, I just feel like something else stops me from going forward. Whether it's sickness or, 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 or debt or, or just emotionally, just emotionally just shutting down. Anybody just have those moments you just don't even know why you're crying. You just start crying. Okay, maybe me. All right, all right. Let me just, okay, I wasn't sure. Everybody's looking at me like, uh, no, not me. I just, uh, I don't shed those kind of aimless, pointless tears. But I shed tears that I can't even describe to you why. I've had those moments. I still sometimes have those moments. I'll be very open with you. And uh, there, there are times after tonight, God can move in an incredible way. We've worshiped Jesus. I've stood up here and told every single one of you to put up a shout, like just shout and praise God. And then I'll get in the car and I'll start driving home. And suddenly just this, this overwhelming sense of maybe just, just uncertainty or just sadness that I can't even describe sometimes. And I just start crying. I just, just the tears just start flowing, you know, and I, I wipe those tears before I get home, you know, sometimes my, my eyes are all red, my wife is like, what is wrong with you, and I'm like, I don't know, and she's like, why are you crying, and I'm like, I'm just a little emotional right now, you know, just, you know, or maybe some of you, you find your place, your, your place to cry is in the shower, where nobody can see you, you just, it's just the, the tears are mixed with the, with the, with, with the shower. Am I talking to anybody? I just want to make sure I'm not the only emotional one sometimes. And sometimes it's just, it's, it's really just life. Just life sometimes. It's just overwhelming. It's just stuff going on. But I want to encourage you tonight to call to mind the hope that we have in Jesus. Call to mind the hope for tomorrow. Call to mind the hope that I have for this week. Call to mind the hope that you have this year still for this spring, this summer. There is a hope that will keep you and sustain you, and that is in Jesus Christ. The hope that we have in Jesus Christ is the strength that you will have to face tomorrow. 
Strength comes out of the hope that you have in Jesus Christ. The strength of the Lord. Scripture says that the joy of the Lord is my strength. Well, how do I get that joy? Because if I'm going to be strong, and you're telling me Scripture says that the joy of the Lord is my strength, well, joy comes out of knowing exactly who you are in Christ Jesus. Joy comes out of knowing that you're a new person in Christ Jesus and Jesus lives inside of you and knowing that I have Christ Jesus living inside of me gives me a power, gives me peace, gives me his spirit that's going to lead me through every obstacle and in knowing that I have his spirit is knowing that I have hope and when I have hope, I'm able to stand strong and face whatever I have to deal with tomorrow. Hope for tomorrow. In Lamentations chapter 3, it says in verse 21, but this I call to mind, and therefore I have hope. Well, here is where the writer is explaining that when I call to mind hope, I call to mind several things that make up that hope in Christ Jesus. And here it is simply in verse 22. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Turn to somebody real quick and tell them a little bit of scripture. Tell them this. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. Tell somebody. Some of you did that with a smile. That was really nice. You know why? Because when you say the word ceases, you have to smile, right? You can't say that with a closed mouth. Don't try it, but... The steadfast love. Now listen to me. This is basic gospel, but it's profound, and it will give you hope tonight. Steadfast. Steadfast love, which means God's love for you never runs out. It is constant. It's not like a faucet in your house where you turn it on and then you turn it off. God has no plan of shutting off his love for you and I. It is steadfast. So for anybody here that struggles with this sense of feeling unloved, it can come to an end tonight because God's love never runs out. Steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. It actually chases. It actually moves ahead of you and behind you. It actually keeps you to your left and to your right. It actually showers down on you. The steadfast love of the Lord washes and cleanses. That steadfast love was demonstrated when Jesus went to a cross and his blood was poured out for us that we might have life and life more abundantly. The abundant love, the abundant life comes out of the steadfast love. You keeping up with me? Steadfast. You have to hold true to that hope of this steadfast love because nobody here on earth is able to deliver steadfast love. Love that we find here sometimes is on and sometimes is off. There are times, I, I, now listen, I know my wife loves me. I really do. But there are times when I have forgotten 
to do something that she asked me to do in the house. There are times where I have forgotten to do things that she's asked me to do several times in the house. Okay, many times. And you know, for those of you that are married, there are, there are those moments where you know that your spouse is really upset with you and you know that you blew it. And, and so when I know that I've blown it, one of the things that I say immediately to my wife is, I love you. And, I, and sometimes I got to say it real quick in passing. I, I love you. And then, I, and then I try to make up for what I did wrong and try to, to, to jump to something else. And, and in that moment, I don't always get the I love you back, even though I know that she loves me. But yeah, the love right there in that moment, I'm telling you, I'm in trouble. And she, she might go, mm-hmm. You know, when I, I say I love you, mm-hmm. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. And, 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 and in that moment, not that love is questioned, but I'm being put and checked for not doing what I was supposed to do. Now, with God, it's the opposite. You see, when you and I forget to do what we're supposed to do, or when we do something wrong, or when we continue to fail God, do you know he's actually the first one to say, I love you. It's completely opposite with God because he's steadfast and it never ceases. See, a lot of times we feel like we can't come back to the throne of grace because we feel like what we've done or what we've thought does not deserve and I love you from God. But when we read in the Bible, there is nothing here that you and I can do to earn his love. It's just steadfast. So even while my thinking has been upside down, even while my thinking has been wrong, even though I have failed to really, really respond correctly to this amazing love, the love never ceases. It's, 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 it's overwhelming to me. And so out of knowing that I, don't, I, I, I can't earn it, I can't work hard enough for it, but simply knowing that it never ceases gives me hope for tomorrow. Knowing that it's steadfast. Knowing that whether I forget or whether I do something wrong or whether I'm stepping back in fear or whether I feel like I'm just confused or those moments when you're just crying and just shedding tears and you don't understand why I'm crying. But know this tonight, that there is a steadfast love that's going to wash over you and cleanse you and keep you. And that is your hope for tomorrow. A steadfast love never ceases. His mercies, his mercies never come to an end. Never. The mercy of God. God clearing us of our wrongs, God stepping in and saying, yeah, you blew it, but I'm going to show you mercy. Yeah, you, you, you came out your mouth the wrong way with your coworker, but I'm going to show you mercy. Yeah, you have really failed as a parent, but I'm going to show you mercy tonight. You've been struggling with an addiction, but I'm going to show you mercy. 
I know that you've been on and off with pornography, but I'm going to show you mercy. I know that you're still angry and bitter, but I'm going to show you mercy. I know you keep going in and out of clubs, but I'm going to show you mercy. And when you experience the mercy of God, it is you saying yes to salvation, yes to his will, yes to his grace, yes to his finished work on the cross. And when you receive his mercy, hope rises up in your heart, knowing that I can be a new person because of Jesus Christ and what he's done for me. Hope rises up in your heart where you say, yes, I'm going to put my faith in him. And I used to go in this direction, but now I'm going to go in this direction and I'm going to follow Jesus. His mercy never comes to an end. I'm speaking to somebody tonight who continues to struggle with shame. There are many people that they feel shameful when they do something wrong. And when they do something wrong, that's when they begin to question whether Maybe Christianity isn't for me. Maybe, maybe going to church is something that I should just kind of cut out of my schedule. Maybe, maybe I've just, maybe I just can't get to God. No, you can't get to God. This is why God gave us his son, Jesus Christ, who came to rescue us. You see, shame will cause you to think that it has to be something that you do in your efforts to fix yourself and to get right, to clean up your act, to clean up the mess that you've made. But it's the hope that we have is not in what I need to do. The hope is in what God has done already on the cross. And that is the victory that's been given to you, not because you've earned it, but because God has a steadfast love. And his mercy never comes to an end. And it goes on to say, this is the hope that we have. This mercy is new every morning. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Because very often I wake up on the wrong side of the bed. Very often I wake up hangry. Y'all know what hangry is? It's hungry and angry. I was once told it was a ham thing. Like the hams and my family background, strong-minded, aggressive people, very intense. And I find myself sometimes living that out sometimes. I, when I wake up in the morning, for whatever reason, I always want a big breakfast. It don't matter what day it is. I, I just... I just want to eat good. And then some of us get upset when we haven't had our coffee in the morning. Some of y'all know what I'm talking about. I got one hand up there like, yes, brother, I know what you. Some of us, we, we, we cannot go to work without the coffee. Some of us wake up in the morning and we're still mad about what happened yesterday. Some of us wake up in the morning. And for some reason, we're just overwhelmed by somebody, some person who has disrespected you. Some of us wake up in the morning and we're haunted by our past. 
Some of us wake up in the morning and we feel hopeless. But I want you to call to mind Monday morning. I want you to call to mind tomorrow morning. His mercies are new. His mercies are new. I've got hope in Jesus. I've got his steadfast love washing over me. I'm going to be okay. I'm going to go forward. I've got the victory in Christ Jesus. Yeah, I woke up this morning and I feel a little bit aggravated, but God, show me your mercy this morning. I want to encourage you that when you wake up tomorrow morning, you begin to pray. Ask God for that mercy. Ask God for that strength. Ask God for that hope. Don't allow depression to take you into tomorrow morning because his mercy is new every morning. Don't allow this sense of feeling like you have nothing to offer bring you into the tomorrow morning. Know this, that there is a love that God has given you. Know this, that he's going to keep you and strengthen you. Know this, that you've been made a new person if you put your faith in Jesus Christ. You've got the mercy of the living God that is going to wake you up, get you on your feet, and get you moving tomorrow morning. That's your spiritual alarm clock. It's his mercy. Verse 24, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. I love this specific here in the ESV that says, the Lord is my portion, says my soul. Because sometimes the mind wants to say something else. The mind says, ah, man, I just feel overwhelmed. The mind says, I feel stressed out. The mind says, I'm telling you, God, if my coworkers say something again to my face tomorrow, I'm going to let them know. The mind says, I can't take my boss anymore. The mind says, I can't take my job anymore. The mind says, I can't take this marriage anymore. The mind says, if my children ask me for one more thing. The mind is constantly going. Can I get an amen? In New York City, it's hard to turn off this mind. It's really going. But my soul says this. The Lord is my portion. The Lord is my portion. That's what my soul says. The mind says, I'm hungry. I need to eat. The mind says, I need a cup of coffee. If I don't get a cup of coffee, I'm not going to make it through the day. But my soul says, God has given me his mercy. My soul says, I've got his steadfast love. My soul says, he's everything that I need to get through today. The soul. The mind can be all over the place, but we've got to trust God to renew our minds daily. But my hope, my hope is in knowing that God, you're going to give me your spirit and your spirit is going to lead me and keep me each and every day. This is the gospel. This is salvation. This is good news. I know we all like to eat good food, but you can never take this journey without spiritual nourishment. You have to feed your soul with the good news. Yes, we want you to receive Jesus. We want you to know that you have a Savior. But then you need to live your life according to this word. This right here will feed you each and every day. You can't live life without God's Spirit. You can't walk this walk without this word. Read the word. Let it fill your soul. 
Read the love letters that God left you and I here in the Word. Wonderful love letters that will constantly remind you, my love never ceases. Read the Word of God. Pastor Tim Delina talked about it this morning. How you and I as a culture and a community, we are oversaturated with social media, multimedia. We're constantly filling our mind. We're constantly scrolling through Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And I'm not condemning these things, but those things should never replace this incredible word that God has given us. Before you scroll through Facebook tonight, before you scroll through Twitter, before you scroll through Instagram, scroll through God's word tonight. The Lord is good to those who wait for him, to the soul who seeks him. It is good that one should wait quietly for the salvation of the Lord. You see, earlier I challenged you to shout and praise God, lift up his name. But now I want to take a, a quiet moment. Wait on the Lord. The waiting on the Lord is very difficult sometimes for you and I here in this city. Because everything that we do in this city, for the most part, is really fast paced. Everything. There's no rush hour anywhere else in the country like rush hour in New York City. Nobody in this country walks as fast as a New Yorker. Seriously. I'm originally from Virginia. Y'all know that. I feel like I'm in pretty good shape. But I can't speed walk to save my life. I'm astounded sometimes when I think that I'm walking fast down the street and all of a sudden I see a little girl heading off to school and she just walks right on by me. I've tried to keep up. I'd be like, what in the world? I'm pretty sure my legs are longer. And she just... <laughs> but it's, it's, it's funny how we can laugh at it there, but in, in reality... Everything is like fast paced in our thinking here in this city. We're constantly going, we're constantly thinking, we're constantly just scrolling through things and everything like that. I mean, th this is actually why social media has minimized how much content we take in with a certain number of words that we can write on Twitter, which now what is popular is like, it's like my, my kids don't want to sit down and watch a two hour movie. No, they want to watch like a five minute clip on YouTube showing like other little kids like running around and going on auditions or like playing with games in their house. And I'm like, how in the world did that, did that ever become popular? Like, and, like you don't, you don't want you, you to sit down and watch it like a two-hour Disney movie, Disney movie with me or family movie. No, Dad, YouTube's fine. Like, like, and then everything is like being processed and downloaded like real quick, real fast. Little bit of bite-sized pieces here and there, and everything is like, here's this. Let's go to the next thing. Let's go to the next thing. Let's go to the next thing. And, and just life is just moving fast, and we're we're, we're changing jobs, we're changing careers, we're, we're changing relationships, and we're texting. 
people saying, no, you're not my friend anymore. We're texting somebody back. Uh, yes, you're my friend now. Meet me here for coffee. Meet me here for lunch. And New York City is just moving at this rapid pace. It's the city that never sleeps. And God is saying to his people, I need you to stop and wait on me. Whoa, 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 whoa. Slow it down. Call to mind the hope that you have in Jesus. Would you stand up with me? I want to invite you to come forward. I want to invite you to come forward boldly and put your hope in Jesus Christ. I want to invite you to come forward and just quietly, just, just wait on God. I want to invite you to the front. We're going to sing a song. You can come right now, even as I'm talking. I want to pray for people that might feel hopeless tonight. Just, I just feel hopeless. I, I want to pray for people who have lost hope and they feel like, like they can't go on. I express quite a bit about just that, that sense of feeling restless. Let's together Put your hope in Jesus. This is what we're going to do. And we're going to wait quietly for the Lord. And we're going to believe right now in the name of Jesus that the steadfast love of the steadfast love of the Lord would just shower over you. That you would be refreshed in his presence. to think that I needed to say all the right words when I pray and I put so much pressure on myself to try to, um, to say the right things to, to make a good impression with God and, and just and the more I tried the more I struggled and even now just as of recent I've, I've learned more than ever to just find rest in like just quiet moments in prayer like like now, I trust God enough to minister to my heart in a quiet moment without feeling like I need to have all the right words to say. Now, don't get me wrong. It's wonderful and very important that we lift up our voice before the Lord, which is why I started out earlier today talking about the shout. But then there's something about the quiet moment in the presence of God where he just kind of washes over you just with his steadfast love and I'm just learning how wonderful it is that I, we can have this moment and allow just his voice to just begin to speak to just your heart speak to your mind your soul and so I'm just going to ask church if you could just stretch your hand out we're just going to take a quiet moment in the presence of the Lord Thank you, Jesus. 
your steadfast love. Would you wash over every person here who believes in faith? God, I pray that hope would rise up in every heart. Those watching online, I pray that hope would rise up in the hearts of your people. Lord, we want to know your mercy. That mercy that's new every morning. God, be our portion. Be the satisfaction of our soul. God, I'm asking that you would heal every wound in the name of Jesus. That in this quiet moment, I pray, God, by your mighty hand, that you would, you would reach down into places in the hearts of your sons and daughters, those places that we've kept quiet, we've kept secret for a long time. But God, I'm asking for a healing touch now. Fill us. Show us your mercy. Would you pray this prayer with me? Jesus, I believe that you are my hope. Forgive me of my sins. I believe you died for me. You died on the cross. And you set me free from the debt that I owed. I believe you rose again on the third day. Live inside of me. Make me a new person. Shower me with your love. Give me your mercy. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen and amen. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Hallelujah.